Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. How confident are you when it comes to life's biggest money decisions? What is real financial peace and how can you get it? Chris Flaming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. They bring together the brightest minds to show you how to have a more confident financial future. They empower listeners with common sense concepts and financial wisdom. And now here are your hosts, LPF Advisors. Okay. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors. I'm your host here as always, Chris Flamey. And today I have the honor of welcoming Lori Barkas to the podcast. Her family law and mediation practice seeks to find the most cost-effective solutions for her clients and protecting their interests and making sure that those are met. Lori, thanks for being here with me today and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Chris. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, let's jump in. So you, I was uh, checking you out on online, like most people do, not stalking you, but just looking at your background and the website. You, it's very interesting. So why don't you just take me through how uh, you got to where you are today? Okay, well, I would love to do that. I, um, I've had a diverse background in family law since I opened the practice back in 2005, and I've certainly done my share of family law litigation and well-versed in those issues, but I also became certified as a mediator. I became certified in collaborative law and also as a guardian ad litem so that I could kind of understand all aspects of family law, which does touch on all of those things. And I'm now in Colorado and my firm, Sustainable Family Solutions, operates both in South Florida as well as Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Getcha. Two good states to pick there. <laughs> you, can go, you can go to summer one for one place and you can go to winter for another place if you want to, if you want to. So if you could go back uh, maybe in time and, and talk to the younger you, you said 2005, is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you go back in time and talk to the younger Lori, um, what's maybe a piece of advice that you would give yourself? Something you know now you wish you knew then? That's such a great question. I would tell my younger self to make sure that clients really understand the process from the very beginning. Mm. And that's something we do now that it's very important that people under understand the steps that they're going to go through, the pain points they may experience, options and why those options may or may not be good. And also what we can and cannot do because A lot of times people don't understand that and the court system can seem very alien and very unfair. And understanding that at the outset, I believe, does make a difference. Okay, And I'm going to ask you about some of that later. Um, That's good foreshadowing. And we didn't even plan that. So that's good. That's kudos to us. So how did you come to um, find or how did you decide on the focus for your law firm? the parts that you're focusing on in terms of the people that you help. Was that a conscious decision? Did you kind of happen into it or (laughs) what, what took place there? Very conscious and very intentional. It came from the experience of having worked in those different facets Mm -hmm. and having worked in the realm of dispute resolution of trying to work things out, trying to help people work things out Uh, the cases where that didn't happen to the really contested kind of matters that are very difficult to see. And the question they kept plaguing me was, 
could we do better? Um, you know, you can't always control the other side. There's things you can't control, but could we create a better outcome? And that that is our goal with sustainable family solutions. I mean, it's not divorce is not a good process. We're not trying to make it something that it's not. But we want to do the best we can and get to the best outcome possible. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So maybe that that's a good lead in or segue into the types of people that you work with. Do you have kind of do you have an ideal client that you like to work with? We work a lot with income earners, primarily women, because it is it's an underserved dynamic Um, women who earn the income, either the sole income or the majority income who are still taking care of children, still have those responsibilities. There's a lot of questions and concerns that come up. And we feel that a lot of times attorneys don't address those as well as well as they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's almost kind of like a niche, I would think, where you're specializing in, to a certain extent on a, a certain individual in a divorce proceeding um, and the, the unique challenges that they face being that sole income earner or the major one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. And I think it's, it's, it's good to specialize because then you take the time to really understand your clients yeah. and the clients that you're working with. And the more, the more you can understand and relate, the more you can help people, which is yeah. what this business is about. Right. Yeah. It's not just a transaction. It, there's people involved. Absolutely. So I, I see that your firm also does estate planning, not necessarily you per se, but that's a an arm or a function. And I thought that was kind of interesting. They have this family law and estate planning because you don't usually see that in a lot of a lot of firms. So how did you? I mean, they definitely intersect, right? So I'll maybe go through with that why you also offer those services. Okay. Well, we want to do everything we can to help people in the process that they're in. And what would come up a lot is when a case would end, people would say, well, you know, I better start updating my will, my power of attorney, all those documents. And they needed that help. But what we also realized is that people need to look at some of those things during a divorce. Mm -hmm. And you want to be really careful because there's things you cannot change when you're in the middle of a divorce. So we're not saying to go afoul of those rules, but sometimes you you may want to give a power of attorney to somebody who is not your soon to be Mm ex-spouse. Sometimes things happen. Things happen in life. So that kind of comes into play. Yep. And all all of that stuff changes. I mean, your most people stop process on beneficiaries and how they want their estate settled later on um because it, it's a life-changing event certainly so it, it, and I, I also noticed that you often work in a flat fee arrangement i saw that on the website yeah so maybe touch on tell, tell me more about that absolutely it's something i'm always excited to talk about um the divorce process can be so unpredictable in a lot of ways and the way attorneys traditionally work is they take a retainer sum of money and they bill against it all the time that they spend any costs. And when that's over, that retainer is out. They ask you for another retainer mm-hmm. and another retainer, another retainer till your case is over or till you run out of money. And the process is stressful enough. And to add additional stress to that of not knowing what your costs are up front or not knowing if you're going to be able to continue 
is a burden that we hate to see people have. So we have created flat fee packages for certain situations so that people know up front, these are your costs. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be in this with you every step of the way through this point of the process. You don't have to worry when you pick up the phone that you're going to be billed for it. You don't have to think, well, I'm I'm asking a question. Am I going to be billed for that? You have our time. You have our attention. We're here to work with you without the added stress of the uncertainty of of billable hours. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? Because that's such on people's minds. I even get those questions as well when I'm engaging with somebody initially um, after you kind of talk about the different ways you can be compensated or how you could approach it, let's say, well, their first question is, well, what if I call you or what if I send you an email? Are you going to, are you going to send me an invoice for that? Or is that, is that included? Or is that something that you're going to charge me for? That's, it's very top of mind for people. And well, what that just tells me is, is that a lot of people don't like it, like, like the, their preferences, they don't really care for that type of an arrangement. I I would agree. And I would not want clients to feel, I want to ask a question, but I don't want to spend money on it. Yeah. Um, It it just, it creates an awkwardness and it Mm -hmm. also creates the possibility that somebody won't ask a very important question. And I mean, all questions are important, but certainly you don't want your clients not to get some information or miss Mm -hmm. something because, because of cost. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the first questions. How much is this going to cost? And it's a very good question, an important one. Yeah, they need to, they need to know that to make a decision. Absolutely. So you have touched on this earlier. Are there are there some common misconceptions that people have about what you do or what you can accomplish for them? Um, you touched on like, you know, the court system is a whole nother animal, but maybe um, some perceptions that people have that are a little off the mark. Absolutely. One of the common uh, misconceptions as this is this is a place to get vindicated that every wrong that's been done to you will be righted. And if you feel wronged in your marriage, which is a terrible feeling to have, that you're going to go to court and the judge is going to see it and then you're going to get everything or nearly everything. And 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 that's going to change the outcome. And court is not about that. Court Mm -hmm. is about equity, but not necessarily about fairness. And that's a whole another discussion we can have on that. Right. Um, the other one would be would be children. And um, in terms of whether somebody gets full custody or sole custody, which is very rare. Mm-hmm. And what you may or may not like about the other person's parenting may not be enough for a judge to say, okay, that person is not going to have the same parental rights that you do or the same amount of time with the yeah. children. Very, very different standard. Those are the, those are two of the big ones. Definitely. Yeah, right. I could see that. And I, I guess along those lines, Lori, there, this is also a, Oh, they likened it to maybe like grieving someone's passed away or, you know, it's a, it's a big event. So are there some, common fears or concerns that people come in and tell you generally in a first session, like, well, this, I just don't want this to happen, or this is what I'm the most afraid of, or um, if we can prevent this, then I'll, I'll feel good about it. That's such a great question. Uh, One of them is I don't want to lose everything. I don't want to have to, 
I don't want to be homeless. I've heard mm-hmm. people say that. I'm concerned about finances, either somebody who hasn't worked in a long time. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to pay the bills and make it. Mm-hmm. Or somebody who has worked who's saying, I don't know how we divide this income into two different households and how that's going to work. Yeah. And I also don't want us fighting to the point where we lose everything which is which is a terrible outcome. I, I you know, yeah. our, our children's college are our, our futures. Those mm-hmm. are two of the biggest concerns and fears that I hear. Okay, and I suppose you know being a really big life transition, sometimes likening it to a death from a grieving standpoint. Um, I'm curious what you found as being helpful in helping people to de-stress the process or to understand the process, so then they're I mean, they're already riding an emotional roller coaster, but um, how can you level that out to the best of your ability? I know you're not a counselor, but um, I'm sure like me, a lot of times people tell you stuff and then and at the end they say, well, I don't know why I'm talking to you about this or I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just feel comfortable. So I just, just came out. So how, right. do you, how do you help to kind of de-stress the process to the degree that you can? Absolutely. Great question. Um, We are always here to help, to be a sounding board, to provide advice and counsel. But I strongly believe people need emotional support during this process. Mm. And it's one of the questions we ask in our initial intake is what are your support resources? Mm. What do you go to? What does support look like for you? We encourage people to talk to uh, mental health professionals and divorce coaches because that's a lot of emotions. You are grieving. It is like a death. There's so much going on. You need to work through those emotions. Mm. And whatever path or choice people do, we want to make sure that they are they are fully, fully supported because while we can listen and while we can provide that safe space, we're confidential, we're not trained in that. So we're Mm. not always the best people to help you process all of that. And, you know, the the goal is to move forward. The goal is to get to some place of healing. So very, very important to have the right emotional support and the right people and processes and whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Well, because there's probably someone in their life that's saying, well, just get over it and move on. Right. Which we know <laughs> that typically is not the way to do it. Not at all. No. Well, I guess you can do it that way, but then you've got things to deal with later emotionally. I... You just push it off. You just push it off. Okay. So I noticed on your website that um, you have an emphasis on family law reform, or that's something that you're passionate about. So not to get into the weeds or go deep, I was just curious, like in your mind, where do you, in the in that field where do you see the where the biggest changes or most impact can be made um, for reform? And it finally happened. Very very proud and happy about that. Uh, the biggest changes are ones that'll systematically make the process go smoother. And yeah. again, not not better, but yeah. we need things that don't drag out. We need things that provide certainty and finality. And on the financial side permanent or lifetime alimony was finally abolished in the state of Florida after many, many years. And I know that that was extremely controversial, but what that created is a set process. So people don't have to fight endlessly and have some indefinite uncertainty. They can actually plan 
I can figure out this is this is what I owe or this is what I will receive and I will receive it for this period of time. Yeah, that was a huge one. Uh, the parenting laws were were reformed in a way that allow able and participating parents to spend equal time with their with their children. So again, we're not using children as a pawn mm-hmm. as, as, as something to fight over for child support or, or for anything, anything else. Mm-hmm. focusing on on having on children having two loving and involved parents okay and j- i just want to ask as a follow-up um that change to the permanent or lifetime alimony is that for new cases going forward yes. or is that for existing ones that are already in place so if you have somebody who has not to get into the weeds but if someone who has permanent or lifetime alimony that they're either receiving or paying that's already been done, say, 15, 20 years ago. Um, is that a, is that now adjustable or is that now unconstitutional or how would that work? The law doesn't allow you to go back and undo that. So okay. it is okay. it cases. Okay. Um, I mean, there are grounds to modify yes, it and, right, and, right. and retirement and, yeah. and things like that. But yeah, no, you can't use the law to change your existing agreement. Okay. No. I just wanted to clarify for listeners. Certainly. I, yeah. I just thought, I thought of like six or seven clients where that's applicable. And, and I knew that it changed, but I did not find out if it was, if you could retro. I was not asking for me. <laughs> I, under, I understand. And that was, a, that was a big point of contention. And, and right. it was kind of controversial, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so let's switch gears just a little bit. I'm curious with your uh, going forward with your practice, what do you uh, see as the biggest opportunity going forward? I think you're excited. What I'm very excited about is the opportunity to grow and expand and help more people in a quality way. Mm. There are there are a lot of larger firms out there that sometimes grow grow past that vision and grow past those values. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is, is very important to us. We, we realize that while we may have done this before, it's your life. It, this mm-hmm. is super important. You're not just a case. You're not just a number. You're not a, just a way to get to a billing goal. You're a human being. And the more we can grow and, and spread that value and help more people in that quality way, that's that to me, while also supporting our, our amazing team, who I absolutely have to give a shout out to some of the most incredible women I've ever had the privilege of working with. I've got working mothers, um, military spouses. I've got people that have worked for military bases overseas that have just done some of the best work with their hearts and their minds. So the more we expand that, the more we create those opportunities as well. And that is what I am the most passionate about. Okay, great. And on the flip side of that, Lori, maybe an obstacle or a challenge that you're wanting to overcome in the business? I would say one of the hardest challenges is to help people understand the time and the costs involved and why this is not as simple as you think, that you should go with the cheapest version. I mean, it's something that comes up in flat fees. People are mm-hmm. like, okay, it's one price, but then they don't like the price because they don't mm-hmm. understand how much time is involved. And yeah. somebody else quoted something. It's kind of like getting your house remodeled and everybody tells you $10,000 and one person tells you $1,500. Um, yeah. You really should be suspicious of that quote, but I get it. 
these, yeah, there's a lot of emotion behind it. There's emotion behind money. And I would say that education and that understanding is probably our biggest challenge. Okay. But I, I guess on the flip side of that with, you know, an, an affinity towards a media mediation or a collaborative process, they also could be saving money on the other end versus litigating, right? And having to drag out in the courts. So there's a, you know, I talk to clients about this, everything, there's trade-offs in everything. So yes. but you just have to make that decision. Is the value worth it? Or do you think it's going to be worth it? Right. And there's and a lot you, of value in being done with something too. Yeah. Right. That's what, yeah. You made my point. Absolutely. <laughs> Agree. Cool. Now, if people want to learn more about you or your practice, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. Our website is sustainablefamilysolutions.com. You can find a lot of information on there. We have some, we have some free offerings. There's an ebook. Um, there's some other written information about how to find an attorney and things that people may find useful. You can also find a lot of our YouTube videos there, um, and you can find access to the St- Sustainable Family Solutions YouTube channel. Um, we do we do have some material on Facebook, but those are those are those are our big ones. Okay. And through our website, you can reach out and connect with us. And our amazing customer experience manager would be happy to talk to anybody about the process and answer any questions and see if we are able to help in any way. Okay, fantastic. There's a good chance that this interview might show up on that website. <laughs> it very well might. It could. It could. We'll we'll see how the edits go. Right, Laurie? Absolutely. That's right. Okay. I want to thank you for being here today. It's been a great conversation. I'm very happy that you were able to be a guest. I really appreciate the opportunity, Chris. It's always great speaking with you. And thank you for thank you for this interesting conversation. Yes. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the confident. Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we're hoping to raise the financial confidence and education of everyday people one show at a time. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Be well. And we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Lori. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.